Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, as always, is James. How's it going? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, I hope everyone had a good 4th of July weekend. Did you do something fun, James? Uh, Yeah, I was actually over in Pittsburgh uh, at a convention, so that was actually pretty fun. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Totally not shooting off fireworks illegally. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Yeah, no, we just want to pull a couple sponsors here. We got first off, we're sponsored by Zencaster. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you the studio quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads crystal clear audio and video right to the suite so you have high quality raw materials to work with. Um, and then if you want to sign up for pro, uh, we have a code zen.ai zen.ai slash the MTG place will get you 30% off of Zencaster Premium. Uh, we also have a TCG Player affiliate link you can find on our website, themtgplace.net. Uh, so if you're going to order Magic Cards, please go over there and use that link. It'd be awesome. We'll also have it in the video if you're watching this on YouTube. Yeah, it'll also be in the show notes if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and then our last thing is we're brought to you by you guys, the listeners, uh, and all the Patreons. Uh, you can sign up. You get awesome perks uh, for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, the, some of them, the tiers, even let you play uh, Commander games with us. Yeah, really fun. Uh, we are very big commander players, um, so uh, yeah, I always enjoy having the community play with us. Spice things up a bit with our friend group. <laughs> it's time for Magic News! Yeah, so we're going to go into some Magic the Gathering news here. Uh, Arena has Baldur's, Baldur's Gate coming to Arena tomorrow for Alchemy. Uh, it's rebalanced, so there's 80 cards that were changed to make it work on Arena because it's now a 1v1 format instead of a commander draft. Um, so that'll be interesting. I might check that out. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty cool. Always good to be able to do that stuff on the go, like on your phone or something. That's why I love Arena. It's so nice being able to do that now. Yeah, when they had the cube draft last weekend. Uh, for like a week or two, and I played the crap out of those chromatic cubes. That was fun. Yeah, cubes are fun for sure. Definitely, definitely a good time. So they got that going on. Uh, they also have some events coming. Uh, they're going to be doing a bunch of different, uh, like Wednesday midweek magic events. I think they do. Uh, one of them is going to be like a dragon brawl. So we going to a brawl deck of all dragons. That'll be kind of cool. And we all know how much Corey loves his dragons, so I'm oh, sure yeah. he'll be part oh, of yeah. this. <laughs> um, also, Double Masters comes out today. I think it Ooh, comes out this weekend. Nice. Uh, I went um, to the the pre- I did a preview draft at a WPN store on Saturday, and uh, that was pretty cool. I pulled a f- uh, full art since his divining top. Oh, nice. So that's cool. I wonder how much that yeah. bad boy is going to be worth. Yeah, it's pre-selling <laughs> for like 67 bucks, which and I only paid 40 for the entry, so it made my Ooh. money back. <laughs> nice. One car, make your money back. Yeah, exactly. That's always a good feeling. <laughs> uh, I don't care for that this set, like the boxes are like 300 or $350 for a booster box. But you do get two rares in every set, and it only is draft boosters, so you can get it drafted with your buddies. It'd be cool to split one, maybe, and go draft 
Yeah, it'd be fun, but oof, that's pricey. Yeah. But that's what's going to happen when you got cards like uh, freaking top in there. The, yeah, the they're reprinting Dockside, Smothering Tithe, basically Mana Drain, all, Imperial all the Seal. Staples. Yeah. yeah, Imperial Seal hasn't been printed reprinted since Portal Three Kingdoms. So <laughs> that's <laughs> a long time. Yeah, <laughs> like if the old card is seventeen hundred bucks, and now you can get the new one. So gotta love that. Yeah, that's so, a reserveless shit right there, basically. Yeah, so if you want some commander cards, there's a lot you can buy. Buy the singles, use the TCG player. You can use our affiliate link to get it. Uh, yep, so uh, that link supports us. So uh, yeah, you're already buying the cards anyway. Yep. Help us out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Double Masters is cool. And then uh, because of the Baldur's Gate and Double Masters coming up, we got some finance news. Uh, so Dragonborn Champion, because of all the dragons from Baldur's Gate, is up to $9. Uh, it was originally at $1. Yeah, it just skyrocketed. <laughs> uh, Dragon <laughs> Tempest was around 4 bucks and is now $10. Yep, so that one doubled. Yeah, I have like 10 of those, so I'm happy. Made some good that. money there. <laughs> and uh, Desecration Elemental went up from $0.50 cents to 3 bucks. Uh, probably just for some combo stuff with fear. Um, and Dockside, because it's being reprinted, is at an all-time low. It's down to like $60. So if you want to pick one up, you might be able to pick one up now, or you can wait a couple weeks, see how low they go get with Double Masters. Yeah, it'll probably keep going down, honestly, so I'd wait a little bit. Um, and then Unlicensed Hearse. Back when uh, Streets of New Capenna, when we were reviewing the set, we said, this is a crazy good... Uh, oh, yeah, that card. I remember effect. that. Yeah, and yeah. it was only a dollar at the time. And now, guess what? It's 12 bucks. So if people... Not surprised. Did the, did the spec and got up, picked up a bunch of those because I said this is probably going to be played in a lot of commander decks. <laughs> yeah, that, that card is ridiculous. Yeah, it's also in sideboards of Pioneer, Modern, Standard, and Vintage right now. So, mm. so it just hoses graveyard decks. Yep, like you. <laughs> uh, then Mind Grind is up to $8 from $4 uh, because of the new Mind Flayers um, horrors deck and Tasha deck from Baller's Gate. Yep. Um, and then Cavalier of Thorns has spiked to $22 from like four or five bucks. It spiked in May and then it spiked again now. Yeah, it's uh, been kind of on a wild ride for a little bit here, looks like. Uh, it's mainly because when Noda and Expressive Iteration got banned in Pioneer and one of the decks that is now benefiting a lot from this is Mono Green Ramp. So Mono Green Ramp plays Cavalier of Thorns. So and it also plays Sylvan Caryatid. It also jumped up to ten bucks. And Gravecrawler, because that's I think that's being reprinted in Double Masters, is down to like six dollars right now. Yeah, that would do it <clears throat> for sure. So uh, then we try to do is we try and have James guess the top uh, five most expensive God. cards, not in. Including power from the sets, and this week is legends. Again, yeah, another set where what's even in that? <laughs> Everything so OG commander, stuff. OG yeah. commander stuff. Uh, okay. You should be able to guess the top one. Come on, is it Nico Bolas? Is that in there? No. I can't remember. It's in there, but it's, that's not. That's only two hundred bucks. It's not the top. <laughs> only two hundred bucks. My bad. <laughs> We've talked um, about a couple of these cards before. I think John sure has a couple of these cards. I'm, oh, I believe it. 
Um, God, it's a land. It's a land. Oh, oh. Um, is Talarian Academy in that one, or is that uh, that might be further back? I think that's further back. Damn, that's too old. Um, Cradles and is in uh, Urza Saga, so I know it's not that. Um, is it like no? Duels are in like on uh freaking whatchamacallit? Uh revised and whatnot. So it's yeah, and we're not stuff. including those anyway. Oh, okay. Uh those aren't power technically. No, yeah, no power <laughs> in duels, yeah. Uh let's see here. What else is there? I'm trying to think. It's been played against you in commander. Oh, I'm sure it has. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh uh, it's tabernacle. Ta- oh God, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Fucking tabernacle. Tabernacle's four thousand dollars. What? What is it? Even, I remember when that was worth like twelve hundred. Yeah, your, That's room, your former roommate lot. John sold it for two thousand a couple years ago. Yeah, and he could have doubled his money now. <laughs> uh, the second one is that card that's a headache if people play it. Oh, shackles. Chains of Mustafalis. Or, or sorry, chains. Not yeah. close to my bed. So that's. I, I knew. I knew. It, I knew. Yeah. I knew it, what that was. I just said the wrong word. <laughs> uh, the next one is abyss. Which one? Abyss. It's all players bury a target non-artifact creature they control right. during their upkeep. I don't know what that is. All right. Um, and then the the fourth one is uh, one that you would play in a flying tribal deck. Oh, uh, wonder that one. Well, the enchantment that does that. Or, or oh yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> to Moat. be honest. Non-fighting oh, creatures can't okay. attack. Yes. And then the last one I don't think you'll get is Nether Void. Uh, it's yeah, I don't know what four that is. mana for all spells are countered unless their casters pay an additional three. It's a black enchantment. <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting card. Okay. Then the that is Eureka. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. I kind of remember that one. There's a lot of very archaic cards there but that I really don't remember. <laughs> Except for Tabernacle, of course, which is busted. Yeah. If you're any... If you play creatures at all, Tabernacle is stupid, so... Yeah, yeah I play Magus the Tabernacle because it's a cheaper version. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to remove, too. <laughs> it's a lot harder to remove a land than a creature. That's true, that's true. All right, so today we're going to be talking about uh, the MTG Place, so our commander deck building guide, because uh, I know some of you are new out there, might not know how to build a commander deck. Uh, first of all, James, you want to give a brief description of what commander is, in case people don't know? All right, so commander, as uh, we've, uh, if you've watched our podcast before in the past, um, is our main format that we play. It's the best, like, group format that Magic has, so... Basically, you have all have one big deck of 99 cards with one commander as your 100th card, or two if it's a partner, so that'll be 98 and then two commanders. Um, and then all the 99 cards, or 100 cards altogether, are singletons. So that means you have to play one of each type of card, or one of each card, unless it's basic lands. Um, unlike regular Magic, where you can play four of, of each 
Um, and then generally you take all, you know, find some way to kind of synergize them all together and you make a deck. So, yep. Uh, so yeah, like you said, a hundred cards, including the commander or your partners. Um, so we're going to go through some categories here. Um, oh, but before we do that, uh, so if I was, if you were going to build a new deck, what's the first thing you like to do? Uh, first thing I want to do is probably find a theme for like what I want. Like, so what, what do I want the deck to do? And generally that would be finding what commander you want to play because your commander is basically going to justify or going to kind of decide what you're going to be doing. Yeah. A lot of the time, like if your commander is all about drawing cards, then you're going to probably want to have a theme of drawing cards. And you're probably going to want to play blue. (laughs) Yeah. If your commander is about making tokens, you're probably going to want a lot of tokens. Yep. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to get into some categories where we break it down a little bit here. Uh, cards can obviously overlap and be in multiple categories. Otherwise, you would, you would have too many cards, right? Like, you couldn't fit all yeah. these in your deck. So, cards like Great Henge, because, uh, you know, the, the categories we broke it down to is lands, mana ramp, draw spells, uh, removal, board wipes, tutors, win the game cards. Um, and cards like Great Henge would count as both card draw and mana ramp. Yeah, it does both. It's just a good oh. card in general. So, that's why yeah, it's so worth like. However much money it is. <laughs> yeah, so your one, number one card, your first card or your first and second card would be, be your commanders. If you have partners, it'll be two, always one. Yeah. With, now with backgrounds, I guess you can have a commander and a background. Yeah, backgrounds may, definitely like, makes things interesting, for sure. Basically like having a partner commander. Yeah. So that's going to be your first two cards. So you're going to figure that out. Um, then for lands, uh, I, I do usually wait to the end to figure this out based on what colors i've played in the deck to figure out what my mana fixing wants to be but i usually play about 36 lands in the deck you generally want it to be about a third of your deck uh again it depends on what you're doing if you're a more aggro deck you can probably get away with a little less than that um because generally you're going to be you know have a smaller curve so you don't have to worry about bombs as much or something like that or if you're more of a single or dual color deck you don't have to worry as much about like fixing or filtering mana and whatnot. You you're you're probably going to be okay. You're not going to get too mana screwed. But if you're playing something very complex like control or a five color deck or you know something like that, you're going to need a lot more lands and you're going to need a lot of filter utility, all that right. other good stuff to go with it. So, so then you, then you it might, has to work. Then you might want to go up to like forty even maybe. Yep. Or thirty. Yeah, you, you, so you can probably a, hit forty. Yeah, but as a general rule, 36 lands is where I start. And then I, if I, you know, might play test a little bit, see, oh, I need a couple more lands, I don't. Um, I also tend to like to play a lot of lands that don't come in tapped if possible, just because I like my decks to be faster. Yeah. Um, some of those lands are very warranted because they can be very, very good, but too many of them definitely sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I've you don't been want, there so And you don't want times. too many non-basic lands that only add colorless. Like, you want to be able to add all your colors. Yes. Um, and then the next thing is uh, 25 to 30 cards in your deck are going to be your deck plan. Uh, so, like, if you have a tribal deck, you would want, like, at least 25 cards that are all that tribe. Uh, if you have a Spells Matter deck, so you're going to want 25, you know, uh, instances of sorceries. Uh, yep. So you usually want 25 to 30 cards that, you know, are in your deck plan and synergize with your deck. 
Yeah, you definitely. And then a good way to figure that out is you can go on to, there's a lot of websites that'll help. Um, like, uh, uh, EDH is the one yep, that EDHREC I use a, good one. a lot and it will actually tell you like how well, like, like you can type in like the commander that you want to use and it will tell you what card synergize with that deck, with that card. So yeah, it shows you, you the most popular cards played in that deck. Uh, based on synergy and other things. You can also go to Scryfall and do the same thing. You can punch in your commander colors and it will give you every single card that is in that. And you can even Uber filter. Like if you're like, oh, I only want cards in this color that have an ETB effect. You can do that and see every card in the game. Yeah, there's a lot of really good resources on the internet for that. So if you don't have a very big, extensive magic knowledge like we do, um, that's okay. <laughs> There's plenty of resources to help you. Yep. And you can always just, you know, obviously put in what you have to like go around. Oh, this synergizes. This is, you know, or this yep. is just that color. It's just like a, you know, cause you can play a jank deck and just play big things that went on their own. I mean, half the time you'll win, honestly, if you have bombs, <laughs> if they can't deal with it, then, you know, uh, then I like to play uh 10 to 15 mana ramp cards. Uh, this counts Mana Rocks, Mana Dorks, Rampant Growths. Uh, I never want to play less than 10, though. One like, of them will like... be Arcane Signet, because it's very good. Yeah, and Sol Ring. And, and like Sol that. Ring will probably be in there, and then probably some other type of Signet card, or something like of that sort, uh, you know, that will help you with, with Mana Ramp, or, or you know, different types of filter, whatever. Yeah, and I usually don't like to go less than 10 mana ramp unless you have a way of recycling what you play or your commander ramps. Right, like if you're playing like a green deck or something, they have like a lot of dorks in it, then right. then you have features that are doing that, so it's not as important. But it, it depends on your what you're doing, basically. Yeah, same with like if you're playing like a lease. Like you can make mana dorks, so then you might be able to go less than 10 if you need space for other stuff, because it itself you always have access to and can get you land mana ramp. Yeah, but generally you want to have at least 10, 15 if you want to always be able to cash it. Yeah, if it's a if it's an aggro deck, that might be overkill. But yes, definitely for if you're playing control, you really want that most likely. Because generally you're playing more hard stuff to cast. Yeah, and then usually I want eight to ten card draw spells. So ten is usually the on the minimum side. But if you have, like, I play a lot of graveyard recursion decks, so sometimes I'll go down to low as eight. Yeah, because um, that's count as drawn away. So right. So you you want cards that net you at least one card positive into your hand. So like, you know, you want to play like divination, like draw two, because yep. it's replacing itself and getting you one more. Yeah, brainstorm. Don't want, like like things that are just like uh, probe, or you just replace itself. That doesn't. I wouldn't really count that as a card draw spell because it's just like a no. cantrip. Yeah, cantrips are different for sure. Something like uh, Ponder can be very good because you can choose between you can look at the cards and then you can pick what you want or you can shuffle if you if it's all garbage, which is also very good. Yeah, a lot of times enchantments that can be kind of sticky are great here, like Sylvan Library, Frixian Arena. Library is very good for Commander, definitely. Because yeah. you will almost always proc it. Whereas in a you know, typical match, uh, typical format like... Uh, like legacy or something like that, it's a little harder to do. But commander, it's very easy to hit. Um, and then this one is probably higher than a lot of places you see on the internet. But 
I tend to play eight to ten target removal cards just because our play group plays a lot of enchantments, <laughs> artifacts, annoying lands. So you need this, yeah. So this, this definitely depends on your your playing group, but yes, it's very necessary for who we play with. Yeah, so eight to ten <laughs> because you, you need creature removal, you need enchantment removal, you need artifact removal, you need land you probably, removal. You pretty much need something that removes most types of cards. yeah. The more the more flexible it is, the better. Like that's why like austere command is very good because you can choose, like yeah. it's you you basically can choose between all of them as you choose two, uh, and then there's there's something like planar cleansing which just destroys everything except for lands which is good and there's even ones that destroy even lands and like there's, there's yeah things. like abrupt decay and uh, what is it assassin's <laughs> trophy destroys anything yep. you know and then there's anguish on making is any non land permanent. You know, and yeah, then, and or you could play like the, counter, which is also you could play like the, the what is it, wear tear? You know, artifact or enchantment. I yeah, I like wear tear a lot. It's very cheap and very effective. Um, and you can, and it's again, you can choose, which is also very good. Um, but yeah, creature removal is by far the most important because you will encounter annoying creatures that will almost always happen sometime in the game. So yeah. wrath of God, yeah. if you're playing white, necessary. Damnation, if you're playing black, very necessary, you know, any of those. And then and then from there, like probably enchantments, removal will be next, and then maybe a little bit of land destruction. You don't need a ton, but there's some lands out there, <laughs> like Tabernacle, that you want to get rid of. Um, you know, not as often, obviously, but there are some decks that revolve around certain lands. And but yeah, creature is definitely number one, then everything else. Yeah, and that leads into our next one, is I usually play around two board wipes, like you said, Damnation or Wrath of God. They'll wipe multiple creatures at once um, yep. versus being a targeted single removal thing. Spot removal um, is very good, too. You will want those as well, but uh, you definitely want your Wraths, if you will. Your yeah, glory. so I usually play two, and I like you can play more if it's beneficial to your strategy. Um, usually I play low-costing ones, uh, like Damnation or Wrath of God, so if I get behind early, I can cast them. Yeah. Um, or late, I can like cast them and still rebuild. Or you want to play ones that are beneficial to you. Like if you're a tokens deck, you might want to destroy all yeah. non tokens. Exactly. It, it will definitely depend on what type of deck you're playing. If you're playing a creature based deck, you probably don't want too many global uh, destruction spells because you, that hurts you too, <laughs> generally. Right. So then you probably want more spot removal or something like, like Austere Command is another one where it's like you can choose you know, greater than CMC four, I think is what it is. So then all the fear of smaller creatures, then yours will be okay. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I usually play one to two tutors, uh, something to search for your win column. You're not getting it or a card that can help in the current situation. Um, you can run more in your deck if you want it to be super consistent, but then you start getting closer to that CEDH power level where you're just having the same game over and over and over again. And yeah, I tend not to care for that, so I usually only put one to two tutors in there. Yeah, it it, it it depends on what you're playing, of course. But yeah, like if I'm playing an enchantment deck, I'll play Search for Any Enchantment. You know, right? Yeah. If I'm playing black, I'll play Demonic Tutor. So yeah, it's just good. <laughs> and then usually you want like three win the game cards. These are cards that will finish out the game or should win you the game when cast. Uh, it can be your you know combo pieces. If you're like an infinite combo loop, it can be like just a big bomb creature like Crater Hoof or something. Hoof wins most green games. Yeah, so it's just something that like when you cast it, you should win. Usually I play around three of those type of cards. Yep. 
basically something that they have to deal with or they will basically lose the game. So, but yeah, you, 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 you basically, when you're planning on, uh, building your commander deck, like you obviously want a theme and whatnot around your commanders and whatnot, but you also need to have a way to win. (laughs) You can't just kind of throw stuff on the field and hope it kills them eventually. Like you, you, you need to do something to win the game. Yeah, um, and then the last thing I'll do is I'll start going into Mana Curve, my cards. Uh, a good resource for this is to put your deck into Moxfield. It will tell you your Mana Curve and cost of all your cards. Um, and you can even draw, like, playtest hands and stuff, and you can edit your deck right on Moxfield. It's kind of cool. Yep, yep. Um, so, and, and I... Yeah. And then I usually like to have 10 or less cards that cost 6 or more, because... Having a lot of high costing cards in your deck is going to be hard to do. Hard to, you're going to need like a your whole deck's going to have to be ramp a little bit low to that, and then you're not going to do anything until like turn five, six. Right. So and again, it, it, it depends on like what kind of deck you're playing. If you're playing something like Control, you will have a bigger curve. But then that's why decks that Control play stuff like prisons, play stuff like you know things that deter people from targeting you. Because they need extra time to set up. Yeah. Um, and then a majority of the cards in my deck will cost three or less. I, that's just me personally. I like to have a fast deck. Like, you know, if I'm debating between a card that costs five and a card that costs three that do the same thing, I'm going to ch- choose the one that costs three because it costs less and I can play it faster. Yeah, three is kind of the magic number in MTG. Uh, there's a reason that like three or less is basically the standard for legacy it's just that's just what works for running stuff so yeah that's a really good rule of thumb is uh yeah anything three or under is going to be the majority of your deck most likely unless you're you know playing something like eldrazi or something then maybe you'll be a little higher than that but it depends on the deck of course but that's generally what you want um because if you if you have stuff that costs more than that, uh, your mana curve gets awkward, and then you run into turns where you like you're one short or something like that, and then you you just can't do anything, and that's yeah. Always your- you definitely want most of your mana ramp and rocks to cost less than three too. So the first couple oh, turns you can be ramping on those turns. Yeah, like solid costs one, arcane signet costs two. You know, uh, three costs one. You might play as chromatic lantern, like a five color deck. Yeah. Chrome Lantern is a very good card. Uh, Kodama's Reach, Cultivate, you know, all yeah. three mana. Rampant Growth is two mana. Yeah, any, anything that, that ramps for that's above that is a little questionable, so... Yeah, there's a couple four-cost ones you can get away with, but yeah, like, usually the one turn four, can, you don't want to be doing that. The one I can think of is Explosive Vegetation. That's because you get two lands off of it, but... Yeah, and that that's great is, in, like, like I'd put that in a Landfall deck or something, or, like, if I'm going to be a fast start anyway, like your elves deck is probably okay because you're going to have a lot of stuff out anyway. I've, yeah. I mean, it, it can do it because I'm usually not doing much in the beginning anyway, but it's, that's about as high as I go for something like that. Otherwise it just gets too awkward to try to do. And then on average, I usually have four to five cards in each of the four to five CMC spots. And they're usually like really good cards. Um, you know, so I'm trying to think of some good ones off the top of my head, but I can't. I mean, Damnation, Gods Four, Wrath of God. Yeah. You know, those are cards that when I cast them, they're really going to help me. 
Yeah, like five five cost cards, you know, things like Monuments, a five cost card. That's basically a win con. Um, uh, let's see, the, the Titans are five or No, I think the Titans are six. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I think there's. Timeless Witness is a good four cost because it gets your creature back and then when it dies. A lot of. Yeah, a lot back, of. You get another card back when it dies. A lot of the globals are four. Uh, Ost- uh, the commands are five. It's like Austere Command, Primal Command, all those. And the creatures, the creatures you play in this spot are usually going to be ones that synergize super well with your deck. Yeah, like that's kind of like, like, like all dragons it. cost less, or whenever a dragon comes in, do this, or you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, which goes into some of our other notes. You want to make sure you have uh, synergy in your deck, and you want enablers and payoffs for your strategy. So if you're playing a drawing deck, you want to have cards in there that draw you cards that enables it and then a payoff like whenever you draw a card it deals damage like to the you, opponent yeah you like like uh, niv mazette does that right yeah uh, something like that or or um like in what in my uh in my red red white green token deck that i have not my wrist one my uh uh my tana and sadar deck um I have like impact tremors, so it's like it's a token deck. So then, when I play tokens, they take damage. Yeah. Or and and also I have so that would be a, a payoff for your deck, and then the yeah, main ones have, would be the cards that put in a bunch of tokens. Right. Exactly. And then I have like Throne of the God Pharaoh, which is where everything that's tapped also deals damage to people and stuff like that. So you want you want a reason to be playing your deck. Yep. And then the other thing is when building your deck, you want to be able to answer the following questions: One, who's your commander? That's, yeah, that's probably the first one. You have. <laughs> Two, what is your deck strategy? Okay, so yep. you need to know the strategy of your deck while you're building it. And three, how are you going to win the game? Yep. That's a, so. and outside of your commander, that is also very important because, like I said earlier, you can't just be you know throwing stuff on the field and hoping that something magical will happen and you'll win. Like you got to have a reason you're doing it. Right. I mean, unless yeah, your goal. You- Unless your goal for the deck is to come in second, then you're playing you're playing group hug, then that's your whole thing. Right. Really and group hug is totally a viable <laughs> deck. Like Yeah, you help everybody and then and then you backstab them at the end. That's that's what group hug does. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, you like me? Well, now I'm just gonna kill all of you. <laughs> I'm gonna take all your creatures or something like that. Yep. That's how group hug usually wins. They play mob rule. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> mob rule. Oh great. <laughs> Or insurrection, or you know, one of the other cards that does that. Yeah, and we'll put this uh, whole guide in the show notes so you guys can uh, see it later and reference it if you want. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's definitely uh, when you're building your deck, you have to consider what it's doing. The theme obviously helps too because then that'll also help what colors you're doing. Green is good for creatures. White is good for enchantments um, and also removal. Blue is great for like card draw and control. Red is great for dealing damage. Black is great for destroying things. And then you just kind of do any combination of those, you know, to, you know, put together what you want to do. And then based on if it's aggro, if it's control, if it's like somewhere in the middle, then you kind of decide how many lands you need, how fast you're going to be. If you can, you know, if you're able to ramp a ton, then you can probably get away with a little less land. Like, and then once, once you go from then, you know, once you have 
that under your belt, you can kind of figure out what, you know, your numbers are going to be for like what types of cards you need. Right. And then um, if you're having trouble, like you're building your deck and like, oh, I want this card in there. And you have the thing where like, oh, I have way too many cards. Well, an option is to cut down on colors, right? So instead of playing a five color deck, go down to three, go down to two colors, you know, because there's fewer options then in your cards pool. I mean, it's still a lot, but it's fewer options for what you want versus having multiple options in every color. And that's like, well, which one do I go with? You know, then it's where you might want to put it into Moxfield or lay out, lay it out on a table and be like, okay, I have five white cards and only two red cards. So I guess I have a red card that does the same thing as this white card. I'll just put a red card version. in, So that my yeah. man, my colors are even. And then the other way you really, the, the ultimate test is playing the deck because you will learn real fast, which cards you like and which cards you don't. Yep, playtesting the deck is a huge thing. So once you build the deck, you want to playtest it. Because you like, you'll be like, oh, I spent this whole game with this one stupid card that was totally useless in my hands. Like, well, then you take it out because it didn't work. (laughs) I yeah, that happens a lot. And yeah, that's when you really know is when you start playing. All right, so for the we're going to go into our segments here. So for Corey's crazy card. Corey's crazy card. Uh, today we got Goblin Game. It's five red red for a source, so seven mana for a sorcery. For each player hides at least one item, then all players reveal them simultaneously. Each player loses life equal to the number of items they revealed. The player who revealed the fewest items loses half their life rounded up. If two or more players are tied for the fewest, each loses half their life. Oh God! So that's that's crazy because everyone's got to hide items, small items on the table, and then reveal them. All. <laughs> what? God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sure people love playing against that. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy card. It's just a little bit. It's not quite. It's not as crazy as as chains, but it's still annoying. <laughs> it's only legal in Commander Vintage Legacy, so you're not gonna, and it's not a very good card. So not, you're not going to see it very often. No, no. James's Jungle. All right. So uh, for James Jungle this week, I have a card that's banned in almost anything and in almost everything. And there's a reason why <laughs> uh, it's primeval Titan. It is four green green for a six, six giant creature with trample. And it has whenever primeval Titan enters the battlefield or attacks, you may search your library for up to two land cards, put them on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Yes, that's right. Land cards, not basic lands. That's why it's banned in, like, everything. <laughs> yeah, it is played in Modern and Amulet Titan. Like, it's it's banned in freaking Commander, even, like, which is, that that definitely says a thing or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very good green card that um, was around for a while in a lot of formats, and then it kind of got the, the boot in quite a few when Wizards finally decided it was too OP, because, yeah, it's it's pretty busted. Yeah, it's only legal in modern legacy and vintage. So, yep. I remember it was good times back when it was legal in uh, Commander. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> it was really good in my deck. <laughs> it's too broken, man. Yeah, I would love to grab my cradle for my deck. Thank you for free. 
Oh, yeah, that's uh, been our deck building guide and our things there. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, uh, check out the website, ntgplace.net. Um, and uh, we'll have all this stuff in the show notes as well. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot, guys, and we appreciate your support.